It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The numbers told the story they always do. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN. Good Friday morning, too. It is a numbers game at Visa, the sports betting network. Visa.com, the Visa app, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV. However, you're taking us in, we appreciate it. It's all brought to you by BetMGM's Gil Alexander. It's Kelly Bidlin in the house. Kelly, what a great day to be alive. Yeah, man. This is phenomenal. Isn't every day a good day to be alive? It is. Every day is. But, you know, today a little bit more. Some days, some times of year are just spectacular. Today, 38 college basketball games on tap after uh, we had about 20 more yesterday. But here's the deal. Today's, at least on paper, quality of play ought to be better. Quality matchups ought to be better as uh, college basketball is filled with, uh, well, I'll run through them. The American quarters, the ACC semis, the A-10 semis, Big East semis, Big Ten quarters, Big 12, Big West semis, Conference USA semis, Metro Atlantic semis, MAC and MEAC semis, not to mention the Mountain West and Pac-12 semis, the SEC quarters, and the SWAC and WAC semis. Dr. Bob will be here uh, to discuss. Yes, now he had a bad day yesterday on the show. He was 0-4 yesterday on the show, Kelly. You know what he was in the previous 39 games? 30-9. and that's not bad. So let's not kill him for uh, going 0-4. You know how this works with people. Bob Stoll, Dr. Bob, will join us here momentarily. Talk about his favorite plays of the day. Paul Carr, Premier League picks. We've got to get those out. Oh, it is a potpourri. Can I say that word? It's a potpourri. Brian Ortega's here to talk Oscars. Oh, 95th Oscars. What was your favorite uh, 
memory of, say, I don't know, the 86th Oscars, Kelly. Can you, it's like, they're making such a big deal of 95. It's like, okay, 95, we get it. JVT on the NBA, Adam Burke in studio to talk college hoops as well. Uh, we got to get our college hoops in uh, double time today for sure. And he'll talk uh, baseball thoughts as well. He's been writing a whole bunch of stuff. We have to get the Kyrie video at some point. Kyrie Irving has chimed in on sports betting and sports betters. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Our two worlds collide. He is. I watched way more of the entirety of that video than I was planning on it because, man, Kyrie really is an interesting guy. He, you know, he is. With so much of what he was talking about on there, he says so much without saying anything. Word salad. Yeah, it is just a word salad. It's amazing. Yeah. He, he's not wrong about what he said, though. There's a, there's a kernel of truth to what he's saying. So we'll be fair about it. We'll get to Kyrie's thoughts. Uh, speaking of uh, Kyrie, and immediately uh, jogs to uh, mind his uh, former teammate, Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant, who, of course, uh, more than tweaked that ankle a couple nights ago in warm-ups uh, for the Phoenix Suns. Who were they playing? The Pelicans that night, I believe it was. Um, he is out two to three weeks. That's the official word. Here is the video of said tweaking of ankle. Ouch. Uh, uh, let me real quick. The I you know me. I basically worship at the church of uh, church of Woj. Right. Um, I don't know how Woj is reporting two to three weeks when the Suns have said he'll be reevaluated in three weeks. <laughs> I don't really know how you go come back sooner than that. But Wo- Woj, like Adam Silver, they just want to be friends of the players. <laughs> right. That's all they care about. Uh, Woj says it's two to three weeks. Left ankle injury. Very general description. Team said in a release that Durant has a left ankle sprain. And will be reevaluated, as Kelly just said, in three weeks. Um, Warriors lose again last night. They lost to Memphis badly. So there's that for some of us who have uh, Warriors tickets. Um, so JVT will be along to uh, talk all NBA things. Here's the thing. I didn't plan on doing championship formula again. We did it on Monday, uh, the NCAA championship formula. But we got a bunch of tweets. People are super interested in which teams qualify, which don't. So let's do a live check-in on the championship formula, if you will. Uh, for the NCAA title, which, of course, commences with March Madness next week, six days from now. Oh, boy, it's Election Sunday, this coming Sunday. What a weekend of college hoops and then beyond. Last 32 champs had more assists than turnovers. Tried and true formula. 31 of the last 32 had a head coach with Sweet 16 experience. 2014 UConn Huskies with Kevin Ollie, the only exception. 26 of the last 27 champs went into the tournament with at least three wins versus teams in the top 10% of RPI. That's how long we've been doing this. 2014 UConn Huskies, Kevin Holly, Kevin Ollie at the helm. That's the Shabazz Napier UConn champs, as opposed to the uh, Kemba Walker UConn champs from uh, years before that. They're the only exception. Last 27 champs had a top 75 strength of schedule, 19 of the last 20. Top 20 in adjusted offensive efficiency at Ken Palm. 2014 UConn Huskies, what do you know? The only exception, number 39 in adjusted offense. They were the formula buster, that team. And then the only other exception here, 19 of the last 20 were in the top 20 in adjusted defensive efficiency at Ken Palm. The 2021 Baylor Bears, who could forget them, were 22nd, just on the outside of the top 20 in adjusted defensive efficiency uh, at Ken Palm that year. So we have a total of eight teams, the original six and two more that have crept in. The one qualifying right at this moment Alabama, 20th in adjusted offense at Kempom, number four in adjusted defense. Nate Oates has been to a Sweet 16. They just barely have more assists than turnovers. Actually, I did not update the assistant turnovers, but I think that that might be up to date. Um, but obviously, this will change now here in the next couple days or next few days uh, to the extent that Alabama advances in the SEC tournament. Now, these are the teams on the outside looking in, and there's seven of them now. 
Houston, <clears throat> which we refuse to capitalize. Houston, number five adjusted offense, number five adjusted defense. Kelvin Sampson has been to a mess of uh, deep tournament runs as a head coach, but they're number 100 in strength of schedule. So that would be the fly in the ointment as to why they're on the outside looking in. We'll see if they can play enough games to get that into the top 75 in strength of schedule. Not sure they can. Purdue, 11th adjusted offense, 24th adjusted defense. That's why they're on the outside looking in. Kansas, Bill Self, we hope he uh, starts to feel better. 27th adjusted offense. Number eight adjusted defense at Ken Palm, so a little bit on the outside in offense. UConn is in the top 20 in adjusted offense and adjusted defense, 10 and 15 respectively, but Dan Hurley has never taken a team to the Sweet 16, so if you think that's a disqualifier, as the formula does, there you go. And then UCLA, not only does uh, the formula not know about Alabama's off-the-court issues, but they don't know about UCLA losing Jalen Clark either. 22nd now in adjusted offense after UCLA struggles last night before covering against Colorado. Uh, tw- number 22 adjusted offense, number two adjusted defense for UCLA. So just on the outside looking in on offense. And Texas, they're in the top 20 in both adjusted offense and adjusted defense. But Rodney Terry, their interim coach, has never taken a team to the Sweet 16. And welcome Creighton to the outside looking in. They're 24th in adjusted offense. They're number 14 in adjusted defense. Greg McDermott, uh, Greg McDermott has been to one Sweet 16 as a head coach. Remember, Texas and Creighton we used to call on the outside of the outside looking, and they are now firmly on the bubble, if you will. So those are your teams. Man, the eight. Uh, sure feels like Greg McDermott's been to more Sweet 16s than just one, right? But eight, a, lot of, <laughs> a lot of 64 and 32s, I think, but no, yeah. uh, just the one Sweet 16. So that's the update a lot of people were asking on Twitter. Um, the other thing is tennis. Now let's get the tennis picks out of the way. Another 2-1 yesterday. Not quite as sexy as the 2-1 on Monday, which had a big dog in Rebecca Peterson. But we get the 2-1 to one done yesterday. It just at the, the last moment couldn't have been tighter. And I, a word got back to me that I was uh, oppo Dan Weston on the uh, rubber match last night. I was on, yeah, I was on Adrian Manorino, and he was on Dominic team. And Manorino was down a set and a break, and then the numbers manifested just in time <laughs> Manorino, and then he was down in the third set tiebreaker mini break came back to win it and we get the win these are by the way kelly we, we talked about this off air you and i acknowledging your you know when the ball bounces your way don't just acknowledge when it doesn't because earlier in february we had two brutal beats where we were on two big dogs they were up, I think, respectively, like four love in a third set and then going away also in the uh, third set with Shelby Rogers. One was a big dog. One was a, was a smaller dog. Um, but the big dog was like north of $2, and then the, the opponent quit, Bianca Andrescu, and that right. quit, quit. So you, you have all these where you're like, these are the moments where you got a cash, and we got completely scred on them. And now some of these are coming back to roost for us where the – you know, we're getting some of that back with the ball, you know, could go either way and it's going our way. Yeah, totally. I guess the, yeah. I, you always got to keep that in mind as a better. I, I think you really do. I think that's something where we often talk about some of the, some of the sports betters with poker backgrounds and how that helps them and how that hurts them. This is one area I think where it helps them. Um, like, you know, myself played a lot of poker before, you know, really before getting more into sports betting. You, you do one eight-hour session. You could you could go through multiple bad beats and multiple you know suckouts at the end of a end of a hand that you get lucky on and win. Yeah. And I, I think there's a lot of sports betters that just really get locked into those bad beats, and you kind of don't really recognize well, when you got lucky. Let, let me caveat that though. I think if you're good, I think if you really are a better who has an edge in a sport, let's say Kelly Bidlin in golf, I think the good things will happen to you more than the bad. Yes. 
Um, that That is my firm opinion on this, depending on the sport. I, I do think if you're good, that will be the case. There's one thing to have those even out. By the way, let me just say this, Kelly. It's another thing to have a, a lady walk off the court. You know, that is, you, you are allowed to complain about that. You didn't lose that. <laughs> you were going to win, yeah. and they took their toys, <laughs> and they went home. So I think I do get to complain about that. Anyway, here's the, here's the issue today. I like way too much. I like six matches. Woo! Yeah, man. I said downstairs when you said these in, I was like, I don't remember ever doing a nope. day with Gil Alexander where you sent me this many individual tennis bets. Let me, let me run through them quick. Two on the men's side. Diego Schwartzman, who's playing the worst tennis of his career, uh, but in the last couple matches has shown little signs of coming back against Casper Ruud, who was in two slam finals last year, but Casper Ruud not playing great. I have a sneaking suspicion, and the numbers back me up here, that Schwartzman might show up today. He's at plus 240. He's the biggest dog of all of these. Uh, the biggest favorite of all these is Roberto Bautista Agut. He's at minus 147. Robbie Batts, as Brad Gilbert refers to him, he's taking on Emil Rusevori. I like the numbers on Roberto Bautista Agut in, uh, in, uh, in that matchup. Pardon me. Four on the ladies' side. They're all underdogs. Anna Kalinskaya at plus 146. Um, Kalinskaya has really, really solid numbers. She's taking on uh, Karolina Pliskova. If this was a faster court, a faster court, I might not do that, but I like the surface. It's a grimy sort of hard court surface, so I like Kalinskaya there at plus 146. Linda Fruvertova, who's a great young player, plus 123. Um, I like her. This ought to be a pick em in my opinion, between her and Angelina Kalanina. So she's a play. Shelby Rogers, 3-0 career against Maria Sakari. She's playing great tennis, plus 131. That ought to be closer to a pick of myself, uh, according to my numbers. And then Lesia Tsarenko at plus 133, a lady we backed a lot. She's taking on Donna Vekic. That is the sixth pick. Coming back with Dr. Bob next. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes 
that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because, God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I, I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A numbers game on VSIN, the sports betting network. It is that time. Time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM with all your favorite wagering options, along with in game betting, boosted odds, specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today. Won't take you but a few seconds. Then you stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state issued ID to open an account. That won't take you but a few minutes. And then you start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. It's that simple. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. A couple other NBA notes, Kelly, just to clean up what we were talking about yesterday. Luca has come out clean in terms of his MRI. Yeah. So that's good news for the uh, Mavericks. Just uh, a pain tolerance thing, it sounds like, with him going forward. What did he say? He said, it's not, it's not looking good. <laughs> it's well, not looking, it's looking good. good now, man. Um, Fred Van Vliet, remember we ran that video yesterday, where he just was super awesome. Because he was, like, super calm and just murdering the officials at the same time with words, if you know what I mean. 30 grand is what it cost him. Yeah, I saw uh, Windhorst uh, talking about this this morning. Some good point. That was a light fine for what they were expecting. Oh. We've seen guys get fined 50K this year. Um, so Ste- you- Steph got 25 for the, the throwing the mouthpiece thing. Yeah. And he really went all in directly at one official. And I think there was a little bit of surprise. It was only 30K. Yeah, you know, Adam Silver just wants to be friends with the players. Yep. Yep. Maybe maybe there maybe there's a little bit of that fine where they they're like well he's kind of right so here it's just thirty that that was my only thought yeah. but like you can't even you can't even admit that if you're the NBA right no, like of course you not. can't their tacit uh, admission via a smaller fine Doctor Bob joins us yesterday by the way he did hit Kent State yesterday um, so I I uh, made that error Doctor Bob prior to yesterday thirty and nine in his last thirty nine leading into yesterday. And if we want to go a longer term than that, which I will, by the way, uh, this year in college basketball, 
Dr. Bob is doop 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 five. This is going into yesterday. Five twenty three four zero eight and ten. Pretty pretty good. Dr. Bob joins us at Dr. Bob Sports. DrBobSports.com. He has uh, given out his picks already this morning. He's going to share some with us. How you doing, Bob? Been all right. Your stats are a little off. I've actually had a, a down week this week. Not going into yesterday. I had. You know, yesterday was sort of a break-even day overall, not on the show. I think I was one and three on the four picks I gave out yesterday on the show. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I had a nine-day run of 51 and 21. You get these plays every day. But then since then, I'm 21 and 34. The gambling gods have struck me oh. down. Uh, there's two ways to look at it. I'm either 21 and 34 this week or I'm 72 and 55 over the last two weeks. Okay. Which, uh, I like to look at it like that. But for the season, I'm now 567. Four fifty-six and sixteen, which is a fifty-five point four percent over a thousand games, is a very good season. I've just had really bad selection luck here on the show in the last couple of times. I think I'm one in five this yeah. week on the plays I've given out on the show. Hopefully, my selection luck on the plays I give out will be better today. Remember, your selection luck here on the show used to be outstanding, so that was uh, well, due, due yeah, for I mean, regression. Th- yeah, yeah. This, I mean. Football, normally I'm just on in football, and I keep track of every play I give out, and I'm 58% in four years of giving out football. And I'm come on pretty much every week. The 58% in four years of giving out, four or five years, I don't know if you've done a show, of giving out football plays. Uh, basketball plays are now down to 54.4% all time after this one in five run this week. So right. it's still profitable, just not so I look not so good this week. So hopefully we'll turn that around with a couple plays today. Street cred established. What do you got today? It doesn't get better than today or, well, yesterday also. It's phenomenal. Well, yesterday, yeah, unfortunately, I had a lot of blown leads yesterday. Um, but uh, it didn't end up costing me too much at all. But uh, today, hopefully, we'll just win from the get-go. Uh, Michigan State, I like. Um, minus four and a half right now. That's a fair line. I mean, the model's. I can, my model has Michigan State by four and a half, so the line is fair. This play is based on a situation. As you know, I don't really bet on situational stuff uh, in, in basketball. It's all the math model, except the conference tournaments historically have been very good for me, and a lot of it has done with the patterns. Uh, last week was great. This week, not so great with those patterns. But uh, this particular one is a, one, a 110, 26-3 angle. Whoa. Um, that's pretty damn good. It's yeah. my favorite college tournament angle. It's five and three this year, so it's working. One of the losses was on Marquette yesterday, which was one of the plays I gave out on the show. Uh, but today it's on Michigan State. So I'm betting Michigan State on that 110-26-5 angle, and hopefully Michigan State will fare better than Marquette did yesterday. Yes, and for those wondering, hey, what's the angle? Bob is not sharing what the angle is. He's just yeah, telling you no, how it I fares. won't do that one. It, it's actually a subset of an angle that has like over 500, over 600 qualifying play that's 65% going back 30 years. I mean, there's one conference tournament angle that's 65% over 600 plays, and it's a fairly simple angle, and this is a subset of that. So okay. I'm a good stock. Big 10, um, little, Big 10 quarter, Michigan State laying the four and a half against Ohio State. Yeah, the other one I like is Kentucky. Um, of course, I released before I come on the show. It was seven and a half. That release time is now eight and a half, still within range. Uh, a couple things going on here. Kentucky... Uh, had some revenge about nine or ten days ago, about a week and a half ago, they lost to Vanderbilt. I'm, I'm sure they had their game plan uh, all about stopping Liam Robbins. He got injured in the first four minutes of that game, and they seemed pretty lost after that. Um, Robbins is still out for Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt has actually played well without Robbins, who is their superstar, but a lot of that's 
been luck. In the games that Robbins has missed, including the games he played against Kentucky when he played for four minutes, they have allowed just 27% three-pointers, which is pretty random. Um, there's been seven games of allowing 27%. That's some positive variance. Kentucky only shot three of 19 from long range against Vanderbilt in that two-point loss. Um, so that was some pretty pretty random stuff, only shooting three of 19 from three-point range. So Vanderbilt's been a little bit lucky. They are worse without Robbins, even though they haven't shown it lately, and that's been because of some three-point uh, variance in their favor. Um, so the math likes uh, the math likes Kentucky here, and um, let's see what I have on the ratings on that one. Uh, Kentucky by twelve and a half Ooh. is what the math model says. All right, um, taking off a couple points for Robbins being out and some players coming back for Kentucky, and a little revenge for losing that game nine days ago. So uh, I like Kentucky up to minus nine, and right now it's minus eight and a half. And just to be thorough, because there's probably somebody out there that's like, wait, but the game's in Nashville, and that doesn't matter to you. No, it actually doesn't. It's like um, St. John's playing at Madison Square Garden in the conference tournament or UNLV playing at Thomas and Mac. Those teams have losing conference tournament spread records playing on their home court in the conference tournament. It really, it really doesn't factor in unless you're you know, in a big venue like that. Um, so, no, and it's not their home court. It's just in their home city. I've studied this right. for years, and it's not worth much or if anything. I didn't think I didn't think you'd say it was, but I just wanted to be thorough about it. What's next? What yeah, do you got? Yeah. That's it. That's it. Those, Those two. two I like. All right. Michigan yep. State and Kentucky. All right. And yep. then when it comes to so now you do, because I because I know you well, you do a uh, you don't do a survivor thing, you do a losers thing for, for March Madness? Is that what you do? No, that's in football. That's in the oh, NFL. In, fo- in the losers, NFL you do losers pool. Wait, didn't yeah. you didn't you do something in March Madness for years though? Where it was like the opposite of that, or am I am I completely remembering no, that wrong? That was not me. You know, uh, hmm. you know, you don't drink really, so no, I don't know I don't. what's going on. It's <laughs> <laughs> a very good point. That's some other dear, that's some other dear friend of yours. Here's uh, here's what's going to happen. Uh, an hour after the show, Bob's going to be like, "Oh, I remember what you were talking about," but he's going to like get the <laughs> yeah, quips in probably, in the meantime. Probably it, it yeah. might be something. I did have a pool that I was in. There was some alteration of a pool. That's got, what I'm talking you, about, Bob. You picked. You picked some. Oh, it was a Calcutta. Oh, okay. It was a Calcutta. Gotcha. Right, where you where you bid on teams, and then you get you get money based on all the rounds that they. Uh, and the Calcutta got up to like the prize money was up to like five hundred thousand dollars in the pot. That one, it just grew and grew and grew, and I think they got busted by somebody. They got raided one year. I think that that was over. But uh, I did that for about eight or nine years in a row. Um, the Calcutta, that's exciting. Bidding on bidding mm. on teams. That's why um, I don't do that anymore. That's why Bob's not talking about it. Bob, that uh, was if, it, if I said to you, because I know your brain doesn't necessarily work this way, but if I said to you, you're you know national champion, the team that uh, per your numbers fits that profile the best. Obviously, not knowing the brackets next week or anything, what team might that be? Yeah, because there are some there are some factors in NCAA tournament games, like teams that play at, high, at a high pace in the regular season and you know aren't you know and get a lot of turnovers and easy buckets. That doesn't necessarily translate to uh, to the NCAA tournament. So slower paced teams tend to do a little bit better because they're used to the slower pace or better in the half court offense. Um, obviously, there's other stuff that I look at, but you know a team that actually kind of sets up pretty well and is also a great team is Houston this year, and they haven't actually been a good profile type of team in recent years. Actually, they were last year, too. 
Uh, Houston had a really good tournament profile. You remember the game they lost to Villanova? They lost by six points. They were Mm -hmm. one of 20 from three-point range. If they'd have been three of 20, which is horrible, you know, they would have had a chance to win the game. Or four of 20, but they would have won that game. So last year, Houston was a very good profile, profiled very well for the tournament. This year, same thing. Bob got one of the top three or four teams, and they profile pretty well. Got to run. I need a one-word answer. Jalen Clark's loss, massive, meh, or not at all a problem for UCLA? I haven't looked into it yet, to be honest. There you go. Great answer. I appreciate the honesty. Thank you, Bob. Enjoy. Taking the kids to school now. Dr. Bob, everybody. We'll come back. Paul Carr on the Premier League next. A numbers game on VSIN, the sports betting network. If you happen to be looking for a betting edge on the NHL, NBA, or college hoops, the VSIN experts have got you covered. Become a VSIN Pro subscriber with an introductory offer of only $9.99. VSIN Pro subscribers get access to our daily recap of the top plays made by VSIN show hosts and guests. Tools like our betting splits, deep dive betting reports, VSIN betting guides for the biggest games of the season, where experts break down brackets, best bets, and daily props. Don't miss out on this limited time offer. Visit VSIN.com slash subscribe today to sign up for only $9.99. That's VSIN. VSIN.com slash subscribe. A couple of things about Dr. Bob. Uh, One, he totally played in the pool. He completely forgets about it. And then two, uh, Jalen Clark, he texted me. He did have an answer for that. He adjusted three and a half points for Jalen Clark's absence for UCLA today uh, in their game against Oregon in the uh, Pac-12 quarters today. So there's that. Uh, A couple of things I wanted to get to uh, with you, Kelly, uh, before we move on here to Paul Carr. Which is one, um, the players' championship. Mm-hmm. How did that go for you yesterday in terms of your positioning players? I assume that you did not have uh, first round leader Chad Ramey. No, I did not have a first round leader ticket on on Chad Ramey. If you did out there, congratulations, because uh, that Seriously. probably hit. Big. Uh, right now, if you want an updated leaderboard, Ramey's still at the top eight under. Victor Hovland, thanks for showing up this week and not last week. He's seven under now, Gil. Four under through ten today. <laughs> ben Griffin, two under on the day. He's also seven under. Colin Morikawa has not teed off yet. Tees off in about two hours. He's still seven under par. And then everybody five under or worse. I got some guys circling. But, uh, Circling. Some guys need to make some movement today. That's for sure. Lurking is what we like to call it. Yeah, them. lurking. Uh, by the way, Pac-12 semis, not uh, Pac-12 quarters for uh, UCLA. Pardon the uh, the uh, error there. All right, and some NFL stuff real quick. Yeah, just a couple quick news and notes uh, that have been coming down. Brock Purdy set to go uh, undergo his uh, UCL, UCL surgery, not UCLA surgery, his he's, UCL surgery he's today. getting UCLA cut out of him. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, Vikings have released Adam Thielen after nine seasons wow. with the team. Yeah, that was something that started yeah. coming up yesterday, officially released this morning. What a career. I mean, not that his career is over, but what a career he ended up having. He was incredible. Yeah. Uh, how about this one? The Saints have offered quarterback Jameis Winston a restructured deal to stay. They got everything was everybody was expecting Winston to be out there uh, on the market. He has until Wednesday to accept the offer uh, because of the start of the league year, or he will be released. So that's interesting. You and I uh, obviously hate what they're doing overall with quarterbacks. Anyways, they should just be doing the tush push. Yes, uh, Eagles have allowed Darius Slay's uh, agent Drew Ho- uh, Rosenhaus to seek a trade per sources that from Diana Rossini. The Eagles are still hopeful to find a solution where Slay remains an Eagle. All right, one correction. It's Tuchus Bush, not Tush Bush. Let's make that sure. Make that uh, certain on this show. There you go. All right, Paul Carr joins us. He's all familiar with uh, Tush Bushes, Tuchus Bushes. He knows how to say it correctly. Uh, he joins us from a Marriott at an undisclosed location somewhere <laughs> in the uh, Grapefruit League. Um, 
Uh, actually, it's Cactus. cactus You're yes, Cactus. Yeah. Pardon me. Cactus League. I like to think um, of Hyatt Place. You like uh, you, Hi- yeah, yeah, yeah. Hyatt? He looks like a Hyatt Place. What's the ruling, Paul? Where are you? Uh, Marriott. We go for the – give me all the Bonvoy points. <laughs> it's all about the Bonvoy points, baby. I know what you mean. All right. Um, by the way, very cool shot where you are crystal clear in the foreground and the background yeah. is murky. Very interesting. Look at that fancy blur option on Skype, huh? Where where are you staying exactly? Are you you said uh, talking stick? Uh, we've been at talking stick, yeah, visiting the casino and making some dubious investments at the tables and such. Part <laughs> du- of this week, dubious, dubious investments. Um, who's at talking stick? The Rockies and the Diamondbacks. My spring training knowledge. That is correct. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, they share a, a field there. Went to a D-backs game a couple of days ago with the pitch clock, which is was fantastic. It was like two hours and ten minutes. Yes, it's good. So, can I just yeah. uh, let me just interject this thing? So I I am all for all of these changes in baseball, and I'm finding it almost amusing that people who are for all of this are using as the preamble to to their launching point of talking into it by saying all these people who don't like these changes. Do you know one person who doesn't like these changes? Like, have you met one person? Not who's been to a game. And right. I mean, I'll say, even uh, a couple nights ago, we went to a college game, Grand Canyon, Arizona, which they used the pitch clock. It was 12 to 10. There were 35 hits or something, but it was three and a half hours. Not terrible for all that action. Wow. And it, it never felt slow. You know, it didn't feel like it was, you know, some three and a half hour games just dragged, but there was just so much going on. That's why it took so long. So, I mean, even those big games full of everything didn't seem terrible with the pitch clock. Do you believe that we will like this and like this collectively so uh, so quickly and so easily that the next thought in our heads will be, why did we put up with this nonsense and these droning, intermin- droning on interminable games yeah. for decades on end? Well, I that, think so. Yeah. And, and I think you just don't notice after, you know, you're – First few innings, at least the way I've experienced it, you know, you're watching the clock. It's kind of fun just to watch the clock. and There's a countdown. When's the pitch coming? All that sort of thing. But eventually, just I've just kind of forgotten. Um, I will be interested to see how it plays off out in the playoffs when, you know, every pitch matters more. You're worried about getting everything just right. I'll be interested to see if that feels any different. And maybe we wish it were a little longer then. But, but I don't really know. But I think as far as the regular season goes everyone's going to almost forget about it and just enjoy it pretty fast. All right. You're, you're having a ball. You went to a Team USA game the other day as well? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Got Very to see nice. my boy Bobby Witt go two for three. Yeah. Your boy Bobby Witt. <laughs> That's, uh, Bobby and, Witt, MVP future. Let's go. Yeah, I was going to say, for Rookie of the Year, we now transition to MVP uh, future, right. futures. That I got the talking. long shot. It's one of these I'm going to have, like, every year, a little bit of money on this just in case it comes through and I can celebrate. I love it. You were telling me a numbers game listeners were down there at, uh, at, the, at the USA yeah. game. That's awesome. Um, okay. Yeah, Logan company recognized me, said hi. That was pretty cool. Love it. That's awesome. Um, okay, Premier League. You got three picks. Where do we start? Ew. We're going to start tomorrow. We're going to take Brighton to win at Leeds. You can get us a plus 115 at MGM specifically this morning. It's a pretty good price. It's, you have to lay a little bit of juice a lot of other places. Uh, Brighton is sneakily in eighth place, and they have up to three games in hand on teams in front of them, so they're looking to push for a European spot. Haven't really dropped off since Graham Potter, their manager, left for Chelsea. Uh, Roberto Deservey's kept them you know, as good or better than they were earlier. And Leeds on the other side has been a mess all season. They fired Jesse Marsh a few weeks ago. Uh, haven't been much better since then. They got a result, but their underlying numbers just really don't look any different. They're just a mess in attack, especially. Uh, Brighton's been good on the road. They take care of business against lesser teams in the bottom half all season long. So I like Brighton to win this, getting plus money, uh, plus 115 at Leeds on Saturday. Okay. Now we go to – now this is exciting for me, this one right here. 
um, for reasons for reasons that will become apparent momentarily. We go to Sunday, and you have a total. I do. Fulham Arsenal over two and a half minus one twenty, which I think is a pretty good price here. Uh, Fulham and Arsenal, their games have had two of the three most expected goals on the season. In other words, offense good, defense not so much, especially on the Fulham side. Uh, Fulham's games lately have been a little more lower scoring, but the underlying numbers still suggest that the uh, good offense, bad defense is in play. Uh, so they're both in the top half of the league and taking good shots. Uh, but they also give up a lot of good shots. So I think this one will see action and the excitement. Manor Solomon has scored in four straight Premier League games for Fulham, giving them that secondary attacker that they've really needed. An Israeli attacker, your tribesman, <laughs> making things happen in England. Let me just ask you this. Is this the record for most consecutive Premier League games that an Israeli player has scored in? Can we can we go into the record books and figure this I can, out? I can check that. I don't have it handy. There was a guy named Yossi Benayoun who played for I Liverpool, Chelsea, West Ham yeah. 10, 15 years ago. Yeah. Uh, he would be the first guy I would guess. Okay. Uh, probably the most successful Israeli, at least in the Premier League. Let's, so let's have to check on. his numbers out. Let's work on that. So the over right. in Fulham Arsenal, that was the play there? Over two and a half, minus 120 is my play. All right. And one more on Sunday. All right. Newcastle against Wolverhampton. Uh, Newcastle's fallen a bit in the top four race. Wolverhampton is trying to stay out of the relegation race semi-successfully. Uh, I like Newcastle to win this one. They're one of, they've really been one of the five best teams all season, and Wolverhampton's been down the bottom five for the most part. Newcastle is on a five-game winless streak, so, which is why I think this is a decent price. But like the last two were losses to City and Liverpool. Not the worst thing in the world. Uh, Newcastle's defense doesn't give up a ton of good shots. Wolves takes terrible shots, so that's a good combination for Newcastle. And Wolves is coming off, again, a 1-0 win over Tottenham, uh, and I think a couple draws, but they were outshot more than 2-1 to one over those three games. So the numbers have kind of been going Wolves' way on the field, not so much underneath. So I like Newcastle here, minus 130, decent price to get the home win. All right, Brighton over Leeds tomorrow, short dog price. Then Sunday, yep. Fulham and Arsenal over 2.5 goals. Newcastle over Wolverhampton on Sunday as well. Those are Paul's three picks. A uh, couple things. One, Southampton, which was your 3-1 to one shot to get relegated uh, they better keep losing because it's getting kind of yep. dicey bet down there at the bottom. And the other thing yep. is, okay, we got, uh, what is it now, 12 games left for Arsenal and Man City. Mm -hmm. Arsenal's really going to do yep. this? You think they're going to do this? I don't They play each other in, I think it's early April. I forget off the top of my head. But that's going to be, I mean, that's obviously the monster game. But I kind of think Arsenal is. Wow. Okay. What, what is their number right now? Would you play it? Uh, I would. I think they're slight favorites right yeah, now. Yeah, it's still short. even. Yeah, um, I don't think so. I mean, because it's really it's just so much going to come down almost to that one game. But yeah, at a, at a virtual coin flip, I don't think I'd play it right now. City is a better team. Arsenal's got the, I think, five-point lead. Okay. So that's that's kind of a coin flip. Paul, I appreciate it as always. Enjoy uh, the Cactus League, sir. I will. Have a good weekend. You too. The working vacation for Paul. He's, you know, talking to Major League Baseball teams where his true media network. Arsenal minus 120, Man City minus 105. Wow. Whew. Take your pick. That's a draft. That's a DraftKings? Okay, at DraftKings. Brian Ortega joins us next to talk Oscars. The 95th Oscars on Sunday. He's got bets on the other side. Numbers Game, Visa, the Sports Betting Network. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. 
Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game-changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A numbers game on VSIN, the sports betting network. Numbers Game, proudly brought to you by BetMGM. And attention, BetMGM customers have a friend who loves sports as much as you do. Here's a chance for both of you to earn a $50 bonus when they sign up through BetMGM's Refer a Friend program. Just sign into your BetMGM account and click on the Refer a Friend program to send your friend a message, inviting them to register a new account in the same state you use BetMGM in. Once your friend signs up and makes a deposit, you'll both receive a $50 bonus. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. All promotions subject to qualification and eligibility requirements 
rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire in 30 days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi and Nevada. Skill Alexander, we will uh, review those tennis bets coming up later on the show. Kelly and I, I didn't tease this, Kelly. My God, what's wrong with me? Kelly and I are doing a little contest later on the show, college basketball contest, um, where we are going to, each of us, is going to pick the winner of all the remaining college basketball tournaments, and the loser will buy the crew a futures ticket in March Madness. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Minimum $100 ticket. We're going to figure that out. Led by the great Isaiah Von Drinkle downstairs. That's right. Who directs this show with a finesse and a, a plum that cannot be stated in time, in the time that this show requires. That, that, yeah, I think you summed it up perfectly, Gil. Thank you very That's much. right. I don't believe I've ever used the word a plum <laughs> on this show. He's before. a very subtle person, too. Yeah, yeah oh, super does, subtle. Does, doesn't speak as super subtle. enough. Never. Never has anything to say. <laughs> Uh, JBT on the NBA later, and uh, Adam Burke will be in studio to talk more college basketball with us. But first, the 95th Oscars is on Sunday, and to help us make some very educated and profitable bets, we hope in the end, it's our own Brian Ortega who joins us again. How you doing, Brian? I'm doing good, Gil. Thank you so much for inviting me back this year. Oh, could you, could you imagine if I didn't invite you back? You'd be like, what, what did I do wrong? It's okay. It's fine. No. I'd, I'd be a little, I'd be a little hurt because, like, you know, I, I'm, I'm doing the uh, Oscar thing. That's 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 my thing. You are not only uh, the man about town when we do the Oscars. We failed to, you failed to have you on the Grammys. The Grammys was super profitable. Yeah, this year, but right? I, but I have no idea about music. Like oh, as much know. as knowledge as I know about, like the Oscars, zero about Grammys. Oh, a little Oscars music behind you, I believe, Brian Ortega. <laughs> this is very dramatic. All right, you also are the host of a podcast that people should know about. Yep. So Concierge Confidential. So we go about. Las Vegas, and we give tips, behind-the-scenes tricks about, you know, working as a concierge and ways to, you know, better your stay here in Las Vegas. So I think it's good because we're on the Vegas Stats and Information Network. Yeah. Be good to know. If you come to Vegas, know what to do. Concierge Confidential. Right. All right. Now, a few of these categories are super bettable. Best Picture is not one of them. Correct. So Best Picture right now essentially is sewn up by everything, everywhere, all at once at minus 1,400. Honestly, it could be, you know, minus... 3,000 essentially. The only thing that might bring this sort of back to the pack is preferential balloting. So this basically is where you rank all the 10 best picture uh, choices. So the thing is, is that a lot of people are going to have everything everywhere all at once as their number one or number two. But the idea is, is that a lot of people might have things like Top Gun, like in their two or three best picture for a lot of the ballots, which actually is helpful in terms of preferential balloting because somebody might hate everything all at once and be ranked at number 10. The thing is though, I think it's a very, very strong movie this year. It's yeah. won all the Precursor Awards. It's won the Independent Spirit, Best Ensemble and SAG. It also won at the Golden Globes, which doesn't really matter that much anymore, but it did win at the Globes. But I do think that everything Everywhere all at once will be winning this year uh, for Best Picture. I think also that their uh, director or directors, the Daniels, will also win the best directing category. We'll mm -hmm. just kind of cover that one out of the way now. Sure. The only one that actually might uh, contend would be Steven Spielberg, just because he's an Academy member. He's been there for a very long time. He's Steven Spielberg. Um, the thing <laughs> is, though, is that a lot of people think that even though he's like 76 years old, he still might make like, you know, five, six, ten movies and might get nominated for three of those. So really, the sort of coronation. Academy Award, I think, is coming maybe later. I think this is the year that the Daniels win both Best Picture and Best Director. This I, isn't the Lifetime Achievement Award time yet for yet. Steven Spielberg. Correct. Got it. He's still signing autographs. Yeah. <clears throat> Kelly, between you and me, 
How many of these movies have we seen? <laughs> okay, I have <laughs> seen. I've seen All Quiet on the Western Front. I've seen Top Gun Maverick, and that's it. I have seen none. All What's Quiet on the Western Front. How many remakes of this have we had over um, here? I think this is the third one. Okay. This may be the second or third one. It's all in German. It also won all the awards, the BAFTAs. Uh, by the way, the BAFTAs is the British Academy and Film Awards. Really threw a head fake because they basically gave all the awards to Banshees of Inner Sharon because it's right across the pond, which ah. is an Irish film. See, that's the one I've been so. meaning to see for months. Yeah. I'm actually looking forward to that movie. Oh. I will see that before. Don't soon. watch it when you're depressed. Oh, It'll uh, make you more depressed. Oh. Home cooking at the BAFTAs. Man. It really wait, was. Wait, so what should, besides the, we'll get to the three categories yeah. that are super bettable here, but what's your favorite movie of all of them, just betting aside? Top Gun. Top Gun was, <laughs> honestly, Top Gun was the movie of the year. Everybody loved Top Gun. Top Gun saved movies. Steven Spielberg said it to Tom Cruise, to his face. Yeah. He said, you saved movie distribution in theaters. Oh, my goodness. Um, also, Everything Ever All at Once also went at the Producers Guild where Tom Cruise was given a Lifetime Achievement Award. And Tom Cruise responded, who are you again? I'm sorry. You look familiar. <laughs> I thought that movie was overrated. Did you? Oh, I did. That was the movie where a producer number seven, Jason Kahn, when I said to him, I go, I haven't seen a movie in years, and I don't intend on saying anything. He goes, really, Gil? You're not going to see <laughs> Top Gun? I'm like, no, Jason, I'm not. <laughs> really? All right, let's get to the, uh, the super bettable ones. Let us start For with sure. Best Supporting Actress. Certainly. So the awesome thing about this year is that we have so many bettable categories up until Oscars Day. Um, Best Supporting Actress actually has two nominees that are plus money. This never happens. There's usually one that's an overarching favorite, like last year with uh, Ariana DeBose for West Side Story. She took it away. Um, this year, there's actually two very bettable things, and that would be uh, Angela Bassett, who was really winning a lot of the precursor awards leading up until the SAGs, which SAGs is a really big award show for actors because it's the Screen Actors Guild Awards. But the thing was is that Jamie Lee Curtis ended up coming away with the award, and her odds actually skyrocketed from, I believe, 5 to 1 all the way up to plus 150. That's how important the SAGs are. And I actually dug a little deeper into the trends, which we don't like trends, you know, in sports, but oh, it helps to sort of... But Oscars trends, oh, who Oscar doesn't love those? Jamie Lee Curtis trends, let's go! <laughs> so, um, I did find that this was I did find that it was correlated that in the last 10 years, so I use that as sort of the benchmark, the last 10 years, if the supporting actress in this particular category has won at the SAGs, she will go on to win at the Oscars 10 out of 10 times. Oh, and that applies to Jamie Lee. And that would apply to Jamie Lee Curtis, who right now is plus 150. Is so that your pick? I do pick Jamie Lee Curtis for many, many reasons. Okay. One of them being she's been in for a long time. Yes. This is sort of her career Oscar. She's never been uh, had an Oscar before. Angela Bassett has won an Oscar before. Uh, a lot of people thought she was going to be winning this particular award, but I don't think... What Angela Bassett won it for the Ike and Tita Turner one? Uh, possibly. I, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't remember. It was mid-90s, yeah. I believe. All right. So I actually know both of these uh, actresses. Angela Bassett, plus 125. Jamie Lee Curtis at plus 150. Brian's pick is Jamie Lee Curtis for everything, everywhere, all at once. Best supporting actress, Angela Bassett in Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Best actor. Well, this is where we get to the heavyweight fight, don't yes. we? This is sort of the co-main. Well, I, always, I, I wrote this in the article that you can find on vcin.com that has all of my picks for the Oscars. Uh, I did say that the supporting actress category was the sort of co-main event. I would say that this is maybe even more of a co-main, maybe just below the co-main. Okay. Between Brendan Fraser and Austin Butler. Really... Everybody leading up until award season had Brendan Fraser pegged as the favorite. I thought it was a done deal. Overarching yeah, favorite. Until the SAGs. Well, actually, the SAGs still. But before the SAGs, Austin Butler was winning everything leading up until the SAGs. He was over at the BAFTAs. He won. He won at the Globes, which... Uh, Austin, Austin Butler, who was Elvis. 
Correct. Played Elvis and Brendan yes. Fraser in The Whale. Yeah. Exactly. So right now, if you want to look at the odds board, Brendan Fraser right now is the minus 175 favorite, which, you know, really was pushed up because of his win at the Sags. Austin Butler right now is plus 125. I do have a ticket on Austin Butler at plus 275. This Whoa. is back when... You know, tickets look open. Look at you. CLV. Ortega. Thank you. CLV King. I, I try. So anyways, so getting on to Austin Butler and Brendan Fraser. A lot of people think this is Brendan Fraser's sort of career Oscar. Same thing happened with Glenn Close a couple of years ago when she was supposed to win. And then uh, I always forget the actress who played the queen in um, The Crown. She ended up winning over Glenn Close. And I think this might be something that Austin but that's going to happen this year where Austin Butler takes the crown just because he's been out there really campaigning, really at everywhere, kissing babies, shaking hands, doing the whole thing. And also, I think he had a higher level of difficulty because one, he's playing an iconic American figure, sort of like uh, Judy Garland, like sort of like um, uh, Renee Zellweger did for Judy Garland. I think that's gonna be a big deal. He's also young, he's sort of the ingenue of this particular class. I think that Austin Butler is a movie star, and I think this is where he gets coordinated. You think he's winning? Wow. Yes, so okay. I would take Austin Butler right now, but, you know, if I had money on it already, I might hedge and go with Brendan Fraser as well. We got 45 seconds. The main event, Best Actress. Best Actress. This is really where it comes. This is the main event of the evening, which this is actually going to be. Sorry. Yeah, Best Actress. This is where it's really going to come down to it between Michelle Yeoh and Kate Ga- Blanchett. I'm Michelle so Yeoh, excited for this. What Michelle Yeoh has such... Momentum going into the Oscars. She wanted she wanted the sag, which was a super surprise. You could see it on her face. She even cussed on air, which is on YouTube if you guys want to watch it back. And she was flabbergasted. Kate Blanchett was winning everything going up into the sags. And with this, the odds actually flipped where Michelle Yeoh was a plus 125, you know, second favorite. She's now the minus 175 favorite for the best actress category. Kate Blanchett's still there at plus 125. Not bad. I would still take Michelle Yeoh. I think this is her year. Michelle Yeoh, Ortega. Yeah. Thank you, Brian. Appreciate it. Thank you. The 95th Oscars. All the betting info you need. Coming back with JVT on the NBA next. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddy? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. 
Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.